The last word on sport on Today FM. With Carlsberg, official beer partner of the FAI. Probably the best partnership in the world. Get the facts, be drink aware, visit drinkaware.ie. Let's talk about the weekend's football by Mark Lawrence and Tony Cascarino. And could it be, Mark, that even if he doesn't end up as player of the year, the signing of the year is going to prove to be Casemiro for Manchester United. After all the scepticism about paying £60 million for a discard from Real Madrid, he seems to have transformed Manchester United. Oh, completely, Matt. Absolutely, totally, completely. He's made, it, he's look, he's made a player out of Fred as well. Uh, alongside him, when you looked at Fred, you kind of thought, what did he do? Why was he in Manchester United's first team? And I just think of his presence, the way he holds himself, the way he plays, the way he understands. I mean, yesterday as well, once they got to 2-0 Manchester United and, and the way he just organised everybody in front of the back four, I mean, honestly, it was absolutely easy for him. So he's been an outstanding signing for them. But, you know, you don't win multi multi trophies in your life and you can't be a good player and also you also know you know when to play and when to shoot up shop so he's a he's a top player yeah because Tony Cascarino there's a degree of ruthlessness about him as well isn't there he will take a yellow card without even thinking about it if he feels it's necessary yeah Matt you wouldn't imagine Tenard coming from Ajax is all the beautiful game and essentially signed a bit of a hatchet man who's obviously a very good footballer as well uh, Martinez at the back, likewise, if he needs to get physical. You know what, Matt? I, one thing I learned, and, uh, you know, the top teams, they can match it with you physically. You know, all for their ability and their running power. You can, if you can stand up and be, you know, physical against the opposition and not be phased, and that's where Man United are now. And I think Casemiro Martinez, who seemingly wasn't going to be good enough as a centre half, uh, and Man United, uh, they they look a completely different team, Matt. There's a lot of pace in their side, and just like I said, a couple of Etchett men who I'm being a bit unfair to because they're both players as well. And they even managed it yesterday, Tony, without Christian Eriksen. So they're now able to accommodate the loss of key players, apparently seamlessly. Yeah, Matt, look, there's something special about coming into a club and then the players buy into what you want them to do and Tenag is seemingly, seemingly knowing what he wants from the team. You know, where would Beckles get near? If you look at the previous managers, Mourinho and then Van Gaal and others, shows would they have signed the Beckles? Now, he hasn't done brilliantly well, but he does what Ten Hag wants him to do that benefits the team and other players in that side, Matt. And that is really good management, coaching. And I think that's what you can say about, you know, this present Man United team. Because... You know, where they've come from, Matt, if we go back to the start of the season, how poor they were, and what they are now, they're a completely different side. How can they kick on for the rest of the season, Mark? Eight points behind Arsenal at the top of the league. Is that too big a gap uh, to chase down? So will it be concentration maybe on qualifying for next year's Champions League, but maybe trying to win another cup? Matt, Matt I'll just think they'll keep, they'll keep going in every single competition. Um you know, we, we know about the dressing room. We know that's been fixed. We know about the quality of the players. They're hungry. He changes the team as well on a regular regular basis, Matt. Probably quite often, consistently leaves three or four different players out. And he's obviously looking at every single competition that they could possibly win. You know, confidence will be extremely high. Dressing room's absolutely fabulous. They will just kick on. I mean, I don't think it's a problem whatsoever. And listen, if, if Arsenal start to slip up, slip up They've got a chance, a real good chance of being up there with City. 
What do you think, Tony? Do you think, will they be looking at the possibilities in the league? I think it's a bit beyond the mat. Look, it's a big week for Arsenal Football Club. They've got two home games. They've got Everton, obviously, at home on Wednesday, the game that, you know, they've got in hand. And then they go Bournemouth at home, Matt. So it's a really big week for them. If they get six points out of this week, that puts more pressure on the teams behind them. Are they a good side and could they bridge a gap? Yes, I just don't think it'll be the gap if Arsenal win that game in hand. Eight points is a big ass as we're going into. It's not the final games, Matt, but there's, there's enough points there that it's going to mean Man United are going to have to really, literally win nearly all the games, Matt. And what about Newcastle, Mark? A club that you know well, you spent a bit of time at. Mm-hmm. Another disappointment in a cup final, this time the League Cup rather than the FA Cup like in 99 against Manchester United. But will they put it down as an underperformance on the big day yesterday? Uh, a little a little bit, Matt. But they, they haven't really played well for quite a few games. It's, it's been a while since they've actually won. And I think certainly when they played Liverpool, they had one eye obviously on the Carabao Cup. They didn't really perform on the day. Once, once Manchester United got to 2-0, United kept them at arm's length and I think, you know, Wilson on the day for, for, for Newcastle just really wasn't on it. Um, I mean, they've done really, really well to get where they've got, but listen, they were, ver- they were very much second all day yesterday. OK, and of course, Manchester United now play West Ham in the Cup on Wednesday night. A lot of games coming thick and fast. But in the league, Arsenal showing a degree of resilience, Tony, in going to Leicester City and winning. Yeah, big result, Matt. Uh, you know, how their form has been a little bit different of late. Uh, that was a big result. I think it's an felt, Matt, when James Madison weren't fit for Leicester. You know, he's been such an influential player for them. And I thought Arteta made a couple of tough choices. Martinelli back in the team, changed it around slightly. Um, you know, they needed, Matt. I said to you, they, won't, they can't go and do what they did at Villa, win 4-2 and have games like that. If they can win games 1-0... Because they, when they look solid, Arsenal, I thought Gabriel was excellent at the weekend, um, has been very pivotal to them. So, yeah, look, they'll be looking forward. This is an exciting week for Arsenal Football Club, Matt. I, I said to you just previously, the couple of games they got this week, it really could cement their chances of winning the Premier League. So, um, fair play to them. That was a big result, Saturday going to Leicester. But there's still a long way to go, though, at the same time, Mark. But they do have a game in hand over Manchester City still and a two-point gap. So they can afford maybe one more slip-up. Yeah, they can. And, and we are assuming, obviously, that Manchester City are going to win the majority of the games, which you just don't know because their form has, has, has been patchy. Listen, Matt, it, it must be great to be at that club at the moment, at Arsenal. You know, the results at the weekend, as Tony said, it's a really good result there in terms of just a 1-0 that's how I think eventually win the league. They, they will. They will have this belief. Uh, we know that the, the driven by the manager who's done extremely well, Arteta. When you think about when he started as well, he, they wanted to sack him after about three or four months, or all the kind of uh, supporters did. So, yes, I, I, I just think they're in a great position, and hopefully, hopefully, they stay in that position because they've been outstanding this season. Now, Tony, how good a place are Tottenham in now? They're in fourth on forty-five points. They've played two games more than Newcastle, who were four points behind, and they've played two games more than Liverpool, who were nine points behind. But given the way Newcastle and Liverpool are going, might those games in hand be of much use to them? Well, what I would say, Matt, they had to be a better team than they were. They were really rolled over by Arsenal. Their performance at Leicester left a lot to be desired. And they've sort of come back. It was sort of the perfect game for me for playing Chelsea because... 
Chelsea are there for the taking, Matt. They, they, they're, they're toothless, Chelsea, in front of goal. They're not convincing. They started the game really well. And Tottenham ended up doing what they're doing to a lot of teams. So, sorry, Matt. Um, I was just about to say that Kane's goal was vital to them at the weekend as well, making it 2-0. So, look, it's a big, big week for them. I think, obviously, Oliver Skip coming into the team, a young lad, given a chance because Benton caused injury. He's played pretty well since he came in against AC Milan in the Champions League. So there are a lot of good signs for Tottenham, Matt, but they've been so up and down all season. Um, and now they're on a bit of an up period. See, this thing about Chelsea, Mark, not being able to score goals, I mean, is that really acceptable when you consider, OK, they may not have an out-and-out number nine as they won't play Aubameyang, but there's lots of big money strikers and attacking midfielders there. In, are there too many excuses been made for Chelsea at the moment uh, for their inability to score goals? Well, I mean, there are there are there are excuses. Obviously, the, the, listen, you look at you look at the team on paper and they've got outstanding players. There's no doubt about that whatsoever. But do you know what, Matt? They, they don't create any chances. They don't really create opportunities. Watching that game yesterday, and you, you're kind of thinking, you know. Shoot at goal, crosses wide. You know, they, they get in the opposition penalty area and just nothing happens. And obviously the balance of the team is, is wrong, but you cannot underestimate the fact, sorry, or understate the fact that you, if you haven't got an out-and-out centre-forward, how, how are you going to score your goals? You're going to be very, very fortunate to even get one. And they just can't score at all. Okay, but again, does that come down to Potter, Mark, as manager? Because while no. everyone is sympathetic to him, well, he's got all this talent. If you're a good coach, surely you can find a way to compensate for the loss of a number nine, that you can get goals from other players. I mean, there's been teams that have well, played with false number nines and have scored loads of goals. Um, I understand exactly what you say, but they just, they just can't create chances. He's, he's tried everything. If you look at the teams that he's that he's that he's picked, he's made four or five changes on a regular basis, Matt, to try and obviously solve this problem of, of not scoring. I mean, against was it Southampton the other week? They, they never they never really looked like scoring against Southampton until a little bit later in the game. And I just I think because because he's signed so many players, a he doesn't know what his best team is still, and that's always going to be the problem. But again, and it, and, it, and it is a striker thing. If if you haven't got a striker, what do you do? I get the false nine thing. I get all those kind of things. But listen, they, they don't even make clear-cut chances in games. The, 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 it's like half chances all the time. They're just a million miles away from being a team. That's the other thing as well with them. Because every time they play, they pick a completely different team because he doesn't know what the best team is. And just to finish, Tony, I know you're a big Liverpool fan, but I don't think people watch Liverpool to expect nil-all draws at Crystal Palace, do they? No, Matt, but I've been saying it all season. This is not the same Liverpool team. There was a lot of flaws in this Liverpool side this season. And look, it could have easily been affected from what happened last year, but they just look so out of sorts in many different positions, Matt. You know, Trent again... You know, we all know what he can do one way, but certainly defensive-wise and giving the ball away. I mean, I I don't know what to say now about Liverpool. It feels like I'm talking Grand Dog Day every day, uh, speak about them and just what they're not doing right. It just feels like it's a completely different team all over the pitch, Matt, in every department. Their midfield, Cater, Henderson and Milner, you know, that seems a, a, a midfield of years gone by. And 
I, I, I don't know, Matt, how much business I need to do, but there's definitely needs a rebuilding job at Anfield. The last word on sport on Today FM. With Carlsberg, official beer partner of the FAI. Probably the best partnership in the world. Get the facts, be drink aware, visit drinkaware.ie.